Hey friend, welcome to the Restore Mind podcast, where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it will look like to have peace in your life, despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, my friend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restored Mind Podcast. My name is Caroline and my friend, I'm happy to have you back here today. Welcome back. If you are new, welcome. I'm glad that you've tuned in and that you decided to spend the next couple of minutes here with me. We are going to be diving into confidence today. Get the confidence that you want. That's what I named this episode. And the reason why is because confidence is something that all of us want. We want to be brave. We want to be bold and say or do things without worrying of what others think of us, right? We also want to take ownership of who we are and be proud of ourselves, the things that we've accomplished, that we have overcome. Confidence is often associated with how we carry ourselves on the outside and our abilities to do something or have everything under control. Now, before we dive into this episode any further, I wanted to take a quick second to invite you to share this episode with a friend whom you think is going to benefit from listening to it. Not to get my story out there or anything, but simply so that they can listen in on how God's faithfulness is so good and so true and how he shows up in the midst of our wilderness. So at one point in my life, I've struggled with confidence. I'm going to get into that in just a little bit, but I used to think that confidence was an outside appearance. So how my body looks, what I'm wearing, I relied heavily on makeup and other materialistic things to boost my confidence, so to speak. And so I shopped a lot and felt like I needed the most newest makeup launches or the trendiest outfits. I wanted to feel confident and I was sold the lie saying that I needed this product to make me feel more confident in who I am. I also thought that having my life together, meaning no struggles, meant that I was a confident person. Even if I wasn't doing well, I would fake it till I make it. I'm sure that a lot of us have heard that phrase before. Fake it till you make it. When I first heard it, I was in middle school and I thought that it would have been the most helpful thing I've ever heard. So I kept it in my back pocket and pretty much lived my life by that once quote unquote golden rule. The last thing that I thought confidence was is that I needed to be happy all the time. No matter what, smile through it all and pretend that I was unbothered. Do you know how stressful that is to smile through everything when I'm feeling upset or depressed or mad or angry or whatever that emotion I'm going through is, that I had to smile through it all and then on top of that, pretend that I was unbothered. The only ones closest to me actually saw me in my most vulnerable moments and it's still true somewhat today, but I have definitely learned all these years later 
how much easier it is to live life being a little more transparent. Meaning speaking up when I don't understand something or just blankly saying, I don't know and being okay with that because I don't know doesn't necessarily mean that you don't know anything. It just means that maybe you're not well versed in that particular topic or whatever the subject matter is. I said earlier that I was going to share my story with you. So here it is. I'm going to make it quick or at least try to make it quick. When I was younger, I really, really, really wanted to be on America's Next Top Model. For me, that was like the ultimate end goal because I wanted to be on fashion runways and taking pictures that ended up on the front page of magazines. That was the thing that I wanted because I wanted to be liked. And so I got into modeling, which put me on runways in some sort of fashion and also I competed in pageants. Though it was very short-lived, I was in love with the makeup portion of it. And I love the fact that there was fancy dresses. I was on the stage speaking into a microphone. And I remember feeling a little bit nervous each time I was on stage answering a question because I was unsure if my answers would be enough or liked enough for me to move on to the next round. I took all of that with me and built my confidence around that. The confidence that I had when I had makeup on my face, when my hair was done, when I was wearing a fancy dress or posing for the camera to be in photos for someone's portfolio or in my own portfolio. And I really wanted to make a living out of that. But I had not realized in my young self at the time that I was fostering a very false sense of confidence. Now I'm going to pause here and say that I don't think that there is anything wrong with pageants and modeling and things like that. But for me, it was what I took away from that that would ultimately affect my own personal confidence. So if you are into modeling, if you are into pageants, you love makeup, I think that it's an awesome creative outlet. But I do think that we have to be careful in where we put our confidence. Because for me, my confidence was in the applause that I received from the audience, from the likes of pictures that I took, from booking photo sessions with photographers who wanted to work with me and, and networking. In that space, I felt like I was confident, but I drew that confidence from their approval and that's where I messed up. And that's why I struggled with confidence for a really long time because when I stepped away from it, I had no idea what to do because my confidence had shaken. So how did that affect me? In the long run, I realized that it actually drained me. I was so exhausted from trying to stay on trend with clothes or fashion and also makeup. And that drove me to look for approval from others. So my performance was never en enough unless it was highly praised by other people. My happiness was short-lived because it directly correlated with likes from social media and approval of other people in my personal life. This is how much I wanted approval from other people. I spent time and I stressed over trying to figure out how to grow my Instagram. So I looked up the best times to post on Instagram and I spent a lot of time creating content. And then I got disappointed when it didn't do well or even worse, if it completely tanked, meaning I barely got any likes. I used to get like 25 likes on my social media. I actually still do get maybe on a good day less than 30 likes on any given day that I post even now but back then it bothered me so much because I was so frustrated that a lot of my time felt like it was being wasted because I didn't see the kind of growth that I wanted to see 
And so that built up a lot of internal frustration inside of me, which then made me think that I wasn't good enough to be in the field that I wanted to be in. I wasn't good enough to be a beauty content creator. I wasn't good enough at my craft. I started second guessing my decisions. I started thinking and second guessing on the things that I should or should not post, on what I should or shouldn't do, and even what I should or should not wear, which is crazy, right? So here's a true story. When I was in college, I used to plan my outfits the night before because I changed close to about a hundred times before putting back on what I originally planned to wear in the first place. And also, I planned my outfits around the item that I wanted to highlight in my outfit. So if it was a purse that I wanted to carry, I would create an outfit surrounding that purse so everything would look cute. And same things with shoes and pants, jewelry, shirt, you name it. If I wanted to highlight it that day, I was spending time creating an outfit or trying to buy something else to complete my outfit because I wanted to feel confident in what I was wearing. I'm telling you, my friends, it was so stressful and it sounds like it's so vain, but it really was a kind of a mindset that I was in. I was not in the healthiest mindset at the time and I felt like these outfits gave me the confidence that I needed in order for me to feel like I was being fulfilled. My confidence was also easily shaken by any ounce of failure or disapproval of someone else. And it's really sad to say, but if someone's opinion was different for mine, I thought that I had done something wrong or that maybe I wasn't smart enough to understand what the subject was or that I wasn't smart like them to think the way that they thought. And I often felt like I wasn't enough in general. I just felt like I wasn't enough. My confidence was easily shaken. I also lived into the perception of what others thought of me. So if a group of people thought that I was goofy, I felt like I had to be goofy all the time. If someone thought that I was nice, I felt like I had to be nice all the time. And I didn't know how to stand up for myself because of that mindset. I thought my performance is what gave me the confidence that I have. My friend, I don't know your story. I don't know where you are, but I do know that if you do rely on confidence, based off of approval and praise from other people that will always be wavering. And I'm going to speak on that in a moment. But right now, I want to get into what confidence is in the perspective of a restored mind. What does that look like? So coming from a faith lens, how do we move from the worldview of confidence to the faith view of confidence? My friends, I don't have all the answers, but I do know that the one thing that has been true in all of my trials are the truths that I've been revealed to through scripture and through getting to know God more and growing my faith. So for me, what this looks like is mindset paired with faith. And the reason why mindset is important in this is because we have to retrain our mind. So you have to retrain your mind to take negative, toxic thoughts and turn it into something positive, ones that are encouraging and uplifting. And the only way to do that is to break the mold of negativity. I know that we've all heard of this phrase, take every thought captive. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Take every thought captive. The entire verse reads, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I believe that Paul is telling us that there is an ongoing battle in our minds and we must go into our battles with the intention of not allowing negative thoughts to win. The enemy's way of distracting us is pulling us away from God. But how does he do that? He does that 
through our feelings, our emotions, the convictions that we have and the opinions that we put above God, above what he says, above who he is. So when we do that, doubt starts to plant in our minds and we start to believe that it's true. And then as doubt starts to grow, it alters our thinking and our behaviors. Think about Adam and Eve. The serpent came to Eve in the garden and asked, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? You can find this verse in Genesis 3, verse 3. The reason why I believe the serpent said that was so that he could provoke Eve to question God's authority, to question what he said, then planted doubt in her mind, which is a form of manipulation. Essentially, this is what happens to us when we don't take our thoughts captive and we let it run wild. Think about this. What usually happens when we don't take our thoughts captive and we let it run wild? Usually, our minds are everywhere. We begin to worry. We become frantic. We think that we don't have enough. We think that we're not enough. We think that we need more things. And so, our confidence, again, is shaken. But my friend, confidence is not meant to be frantic. It's meant to be strong and steady, just like our Father in heaven. So what do we do when our emotions take over, right? We have to put it up against scripture and use that to fight against what we think is true to what we know is true according to the word of God. So we might be thinking that we're not enough or we might think that that's true because in our own minds, that's our reality. But we have to look at scripture and use that against what we think because it's going to reveal to you that you are enough. I've referred to this verse several times in my previous episodes, but I look at Psalms 139, verse 16. It's my favorite verse from that particular Psalms. And it basically says that God knew you when you were just a substance. Before you took on flesh, he knew you and then he formed your days for you. So how could you not be enough? You're not enough if you're looking at it from the worldly perspective, from the world lens. But when you are looking at it from a faith lens, my friends, you are enough. You are enough that when you were just a substance, our Father created days for you before you were a person. When you were just a substance, God created days for you. Like, how amazingly beautiful and wonderful is that? You are enough. You are enough that as a substance, He created your days for you. And I know that I'm sounding like a broken record, but the more that I say that, the more excited I get for you to grasp onto that and i know i sound like i'm preaching i'm not trying to be but my friend i'm just so excited i get so excited when i think about that scripture that verse because it really does speak the exact opposite of what we tend to tell ourselves when we feel like we're just not enough or when our confidence is shaken and we think that we weren't meant to be in the role that we're in when we think that we're not enough that is the enemy discrediting the ability that god has blessed you with now you may not be able to do the things that you have envisioned in your mind executing it to perfection as i would like to say which is another lie of the enemy by the way that we have to be perfect but the goal here is not to be perfect it's to aim for excellence which means it's to make improvements right so when you have a vision in your mind that you have to execute something to perfection you're going to feel like you're not enough that you can't do it but the truth is this just because you cannot execute it to perfection which could never happen, by the way, because no one is perfect. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. It means that you need practice. So everything that you do, do it with excellence. Or as 1 Corinthians 
chapter 16, verse 14 says, Let all that you do be done in love. How many of us feel like we need everything before we begin a project, right? We feel like we need everything that is on our list in order to start something, like creating content, for example, or working out, or meal prepping for the week, or hosting guests in any capacity. If you're like me, I'm guilty of thinking that I don't have everything I need, and so therefore I'm not prepared. I'll take hosting guests as an example. When I used to host guests, I would think that I didn't have enough. It got so bad that one time, or I should really be honest and say several times, I caught myself wishing away the precious time with my friends and family, the ones that came to visit, whether it be to have dinner, to spend the weekend, or to spend the week. I used to say things to myself. They would sound like this. I wish that it was already Sunday because then said person would be leaving and I wouldn't have to worry about them being uncomfortable in my house because it wasn't the most comfortable place to be at. And these are just my thoughts, right? These are the things that went through my mind. It wasn't anything that happened in reality. That is the enemy manipulating my thoughts, making me feel like I'm not enough or that I'm not a good host, or that I wasn't welcoming enough. That is why it's so important to take our thoughts captive, because if we don't, the enemy will take our thoughts and manipulate them into thinking that what we believe is true and ends up manipulating us and making us think a certain way or shaking our confidence. So what are some ways that we can take our thoughts captive? The first thing I wrote down was repentance. So acknowledging where we fall short, right? And We know that we fall short daily because we, by flesh, are sinners. So just acknowledging that and sharing with God your thoughts, the thoughts that you want to take captive, is a good way for us to acknowledge where we have fallen short. Also, it's a good reminder that we've been forgiven through the grace and salvation that we've received. The second thing I wrote down is to look for scripture that aligns with what you're feeling. So if you're angry, Look up scriptures, Google it, and it's going to populate several ones for you. Then come back to that verse daily, if you need to, because I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes when we take our thoughts captive, when we have our thoughts running wild, it comes back at different times during the day. So it's okay to go back to that verse that tugged at your heart and read it over and over and over again until you start to grasp it. The last thing I put is to replace those negative thoughts with affirmations from the Bible. It can even be the verse you've chosen for yourself. It doesn't have to be a new affirmation. Take one affirmation at a time because the Bible is full of truths. And when you start to try to dive into everything all at once, it can get overwhelming. But do not be afraid to break down the verse and repeat it until you grasp the weight of what those words are and how it trumps those negative thoughts. So what do you do when your confidence has been shaken? I have to pause here and say that I think it's fair to say that typically our confidence is shaken when we go through a hard time in our life. So like a trial or a challenge, something that we need to overcome. But we can look at Romans 8.28 and it says, And do we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose? See, my friend, God turns everything into our good, even the bad situations that we don't quite understand yet. If you align yourself with God, then you know that nothing peaceful or fulfilling can happen without Him. 
right? So we need him to be fulfilled. We need him for peace. In the world's lens, confidence is relied on others' approval or even our own self, our own approval of how good we think we are. But we cannot fulfill ourselves with the compliments of people and the things that we buy because simply put, they serve as a distraction. When compliments make us feel validated, it's short-lived. If we rely on compliments to validate us, how soon could someone's criticism of us tear us down? Or how many times a day will someone have to compliment you to continue to keep you feeling happy and confident? Do you really want to rely on someone else's words to fill your cup? And I say that keeping in mind that the person that you want to rely on to keep your cup full, they are human too, meaning they have emotions, which can sometimes cause that person to say things that are hurtful or out of frustration, annoyance, exhaustion, whatever it may be. They're not perfect either. So when you're expecting an imperfect person to fill your cup and give you that strong type of confidence that you want, the one that is steadfast, unwavering, that type of confidence, you cannot find it in someone else. But what you can do is find it in God. Because He is constant. His faithfulness is constant. He does not condemn us. Instead, He sent His only Son to redeem us and give us salvation through the blood of Jesus. God is love. He's the kind of love that we search for but cannot find in others. His love is steadfast. It doesn't waver. But he is a faithful God who is loyal and devoted to his purpose and his plan, which means that every uncomfortable situation isn't for us. It's for the purpose of his will. He's forging us in these times. We might not understand it completely or ever, but having confidence that you would not be forsaken during these hard times is going to give you the confidence that you need to get over these challenges that you're facing. And I know that sometimes it can be hard to separate yourself from worldly confidence and step into a faith confidence. But you have to ask yourself, do you want something that is wavering? Something that is short-lived? Or something that is eternal? Something that is constant and steadfast? The confidence you want stems from knowing who God is. And it's not always easy, right? Because the things that happen to us in our life makes us question a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that we have to hide them from God. He already knows what we're going through. It's just a matter of us surrendering it over. It's a matter of us bringing it to Him, praying over it, releasing it to Him so that He can carry the weight because He knows how heavy it is. And He knows that you weren't meant to do this alone. So remember, but you are not alone in this journey and you can do hard things. Hey, thank you for listening. If this episode has spoken life into you or your mindset transformation journey, please share it with a friend. The growth of this podcast is possible through you. So thank you for your support and for being a part of the family. I look forward to talking to you again next week here on the Restored Mind podcast.